Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Public Access TV. This show is called Know Your Berkshires, and it's brought to you by the Civitan Club of Pittsfield, a group of volunteers that try to help others in our county. The purpose of our show is to help our citizens of Berkshire County know about the great people, the places, the organizations that make Berkshire County a wonderful place to live in, to work, and to have fun. My name is Patrick Abel, and I'm the host of Know Your Berkshires, and my guests uh, today are uh, two people that are going to help you know about a special event that occurred in history. And uh, my guests are uh, Jack McDonough, who is actually a member of uh, our Civitan organization, and Pete Del Grosso, who is a friend of his. A little word about Civitan. Civitan is a uh, civic organization founded back in 1957. And it is an organization made up of men and women who volunteer generous porches of their time to try and help different organizations and different events. Among those events and projects that we support is the Special Olympics, the Salvation Army, the Boy Scouts of America, the Boys and Girls Club, Girls Incorporated, Little League Baseball, and of course many soup kitchens and food pantries across our county. Which reminds me that on March 8th, uh, of, uh, which will be a Friday, coming up at the Berkshire Hills Club is going to be our annual Soup Fest. Now this is a uh, fundraiser where restaurants from across the county donate food uh, in the form of soup and bread to um, feed all the guests that come and the proceeds all go to help the soup kitchens across our county. It's a great fun, there's music and uh, there's a bar and there's soup and it's a good time. So we hope you can join us. Uh, that will be on March 8th uh, coming up here. It's a Friday evening and it'll be at the Berkshire Hills Club. The Civitan Club, as I mentioned to you, was chartered in 1957. If you're interested in joining the organization, just write to Civitan. We meet every uh, two weeks at the uh, Patrick's Pub in downtown Pittsfield for dinner, and you're welcome to come and join our organization. Now, uh, as I mentioned to you, our guests are Jack McDonough and Pete Del Grosso, and there are certain dates that generations uh, have shared in the last hundred years. Among those, these are dates where people can tell you where they were. And one of those, of course, is December 7th, 1941. My parents and my grandparents can tell you exactly where they were when they heard the news that the Pearl Harbor had been bombed by the Japanese. My generation and my parents and my grandparents can also tell you where they were on November 22nd, 1963, when President Kennedy was assassinated in Texas. My parents, my generation, and my children's generation, those that are between the ages of like 21 to 36, can tell you exactly where they were on September 11, 2011, when terrorists attacked the World Trade Center and attacked the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. They remember how they heard it, whether it was on the news or a friend or someone um, uh, telling them what had happened. They can tell you, most people can tell you where they were on that day. Well, I actually have two people that can tell you where they were that day because they were in the Trade Center, the World Trade Center in New York City, when the terrorists attacked that day. And so, once again, as I mentioned to you, my guests are Jack McDonough, who is a member of Civitan. He's seated to uh, my immediate right. And next to him is Pete Del Grosso, who is uh, who's from the Long Island area. 
The first thing I think we'd, we'd like to do is to find out how you got to be in the World Trade Center in, what was it, the North Tower, Building 1? That's that correct. And uh, that was the first building hit, right? That's correct. But the second building to actually go down. That is okay. also correct. Well, Jack, why don't you first tell us um, a little bit of your background. Where, you, where were you born? I was born in Brooklyn. I worked in Manhattan. Lived in Park Ridge, New Jersey at the time all of this took place, okay. which is North Jersey. Yeah. I worked for a major international law firm. Were you an attorney? No. Okay. Uh, I was in uh, finance. All right. But it was to do with the partners and their matters. Okay. Valuating them. Yeah. And basically, uh, I was on the 54th floor. Okay, now this law firm, how many floors did they have in the north? It was all in the North Tower. They had from the 54th floor to the 59th floor. And what floor were you in? I was on the 54th. Now, to remind our viewers, uh, the World Trade Center is at the end or the lower Manhattan. That's correct. Uh, you probably had a view of what, the, uh, either the river or... Hudson River was... And the Statue yeah. of Liberty was, is way out there. That's correct. From there, uh, mm -hmm. close by as well. And... Um, uh, Pete, uh, Mr. Del Grosso, why don't you tell us uh, a little, where are you from? Sure, I, I'm from actually, I was born in Astoria, Queens. Okay. I currently live in Long Island uh, with my wife Nancy and my two daughters, Danielle and Jillian. Okay, I'm, were, I'm noticing a slight New York accent here, so there <laughs> it is. Okay. Yeah, my two daughters were very young at the time. Okay, where did you go to school? I went to school in Stony Brook, State University of New York, Stony Brook. Oh, my uncle uh, mm -hmm. lived out in Stony Brook. That's right. And um, how I was in the World Trade Center that day, I had been working in uh, two World Trade Center uh, for approximately 13 years. Two would be the South Building? That's correct. Okay, remember, the, yeah, there are two identical towers. Okay. That's correct. And at the time, I was work, work, still working for an international bank. Yep. And uh, our bank was merging and consolidating with two other banks. I see. And um, a week before September 11th, um, what, what had been decided was that our bank would relocate into the other bank's office space in one World Trade Center. So on a Memorial Day weekend, we had moved all our, our st most of our staff, about 90% of our staff, so into Memorial one Memorial Day, Trader. this would be May of 2011. I'm sorry, I should have said Labor Day, I apologize. Of 2001. One. One. That's right. Me, 2001. So a week before, we moved about 90% of our staff from two World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. And in two, we were on very high floors. We were on the uh, 79th floor, 80, 81st floor. Okay. And we moved our staff to one World Trade Center. And actually, my desk was on the 49th floor uh, on September 11th in one World Trade Center. Do either of you know the floors that the planes, when they collided, like, for instance, the north, what, what floor now? Do you understand what floor that was? I'm not sure what floor. Okay. Perhaps. Uh, sadly, um, we believe the second plane um, hit our bank's floors. Up on, up on the area oh, of the... Oh, direct hit there. Around those floors, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, well, uh, so uh, so how many years had you been working in the Trade Center Towers? I had been there for 13 years. In 2001, I had been there for 13 years. Okay, and Jack, how long had you been working in the Towers? About 10 years, uh, 8 years. Okay. And, um, uh, Jack, why don't you tell us, uh, we're going now to uh, September 11th, and uh, what day of the week? It was like a Tuesday, Tuesday. or Wednesday. It was, it was a Tuesday, Tuesday morning. morning. Uh, okay. And, um, you know, I, I don't remember the day of the week, but I remember exactly where I was. So how did, what was, how did your morning start off? You, you commute they, by train? Or that's what? correct. I have an hour and a half commute from oh, really? Rockridge, wow. New Jersey, okay. into the Trade Center itself. Mm -hmm. And I would be on the 5 o'clock train. Mm -hmm. um, something unique to that is I would always drive my neighbor 
The five, the train o- five o'clock train. You mean five a.m. train? Five a.m. Whoa! There is okay. such a time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, and we, uh, I picked up my neighbor at that time, mm-hmm. and just as we boarded the train, because we would do our own business once we got on the train. Yeah. He pointed out and he says, "Look at what a beautifully clear." Evening it is. The sky is oh, just, still dark at that point. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it was just absolutely clear, mm-hmm. which later on we it caused me a great deal of confusion. Right. Uh, then I went to went to work. First thing I do is I start all my reports. I get in the office at six thirty. I start everything that I want my staff to look at that okay. day. I let it run and print. Then I go across to St. Peter's Church. Well, let me just hold on to it for a second. Mm-hmm. Your office, uh, it's on what floor again? 54. Okay, and um, do, do you share an office with somebody? Did no. you share an office? No, this, uh, I was a manager and okay. I was responsible for people, so I had and my own office. Did you have your own secretary or assistant or a they should, staff? Nobody was there. Our okay. office hours start at 9.30. Okay, and you're there at 7.30, right? 6.30. 6.30, okay. Mm-hmm. So well, that's right, an hour and a half, 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. I got it, right. And, but uh, none of my staff was in there at yeah. that time, fortunately. Okay. Uh, when I had come back, by the way, on the way to Mass, uh, I pass a woman frequently. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, this particular day was the last time I would see her. She and was a co-worker, yes, as I understand it? Yes, she was an she, operator. Uh, telephone, telephone operator, operator okay. correct. Was she on your floor or another No, floor? she was uh, on the 57th. Okay. So, and again, uh, I'm a terrible listener. You're, the floors that your company occupied were what? 54 yeah. through 59. I've got it. Okay. Wow. That's a big company. Yeah. Oh, no. How many people? 1,700 wow. lawyers. Jeez, I thought I belonged to a big law firm with uh, 52 employees. It's, uh, That's big. It was an international firm okay. located throughout the world. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're headed to church, and you see this uh, acquaintance of yours that you um, see every once in a while, I guess? Pretty much. A couple of times a week I would see her. Mm-hmm. The timing would be, just be the same. And I went to Mass. She went to the office, which was the usual. And then uh, I came back. Okay. What t- about what time did you come? Now, the, the, this is St. Peter's, I believe. That's and correct. That's right nearby. Right. It's in that, what they call the financial district. Yes. And that's what the World Trade Center was doing there in the lower Manhattan, was in the finan- what they call the financial district Absolutely. of Manhattan. Wall Street and all of that. Wall Street was was close to the World Trade Center. Not right? quite. Church Street okay. and Trinity Place were yeah. cross streets, and Barclays. Yeah, Barclays was St. Peter's, where okay. St. Peter's were. So it was diagonally across and okay. down one block. But I got I returned to the office, went upstairs mm-hmm. as I usually did. Yeah. And approximately. And what time is it that you've arrived back? Uh, seven thirty. Okay. Now, has your office officially opened by this time? Oh no, we don't start until nine thirty. Okay. So there was no activity. Mm-hmm. The first one that arrived near my office was roughly uh, eight, between eight fifteen and eight thirty. I can't remember exactly what time. Okay. But uh, we greeted each other, and you know she come by the office, say hello. But she did not report to me, but she was near my office. Right. And she was the only one there at, mm-hmm. in that section when uh, suddenly uh, the impact came. About what time? Eight, someplace around 8.45. Okay. Don't hold me to the minute, but it's in that area. So I remember coming just about to arrive at work, and I was listening to the, uh, the Imus show. Okay. Don Imus, and they had been a report that there had been some 
accident in lower Manhattan. That was all the information they had at that point okay. when I got out of the car at probably about 10 of 9 or something like that. Okay, so... That would work. Okay, so what happened to your office? Did something happen? I mean, did you hear something? What did oh, oh, an unbelievably loud bang. You heard that? Absolutely. Okay. And the building shook. Okay. The office, the furniture shifted. It was a... It's a real impact. I mean, are we talking like like what I'm doing right here with the Absolutely. table, just kind of shaking the table? Right? Absolutely. Okay. My desk was moving. You know. Your desk literally moved. Yeah, and so it's more could, than just shaking. Like I've been in a California earthquake where you know you just see the glass kind of the water moving a little bit, like you know, like this type of thing, but the glass is not moved. No, I understand. Your your desk moved. Oh yeah, it, wow. it shifted. Okay. I'm, I'm, it didn't travel across the room. I got I got yeah. it, but it moved, mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, do all of a sudden fire alarms start sounding? Nothing or? happened. Nothing this happened. This was the big problem. The, the only, the, the telltales were that the floor, which is 18, roughly 18 inches of concrete, yeah. was vibrating. You know, you, that's a pretty... That's, uh, that's pretty good. It gets your attention. And, now, uh, by the way, where you... By the, the way, the woman out that was near my office yeah. screams. I mean... Oh, you can hear Horrified. Her. Yeah. She, she's heading right into my office. Now, had... Uh, either of you, by the way, been at the Trade Center in the 93 attack? I was not, no. Okay, were you there? I was actually on a business trip, but my, okay, but my uh, company now, was Now, what I'm talking about, by the way, if you don't remember, was that um, I believe in the parking garage, a van was exploded mm -hmm. in there and uh, caused a lot of damage, but certainly not what would occur on September 11th. So, what do you do next? Well, this young lady screams. She comes into my office, well, heads to my office. In the meantime, I'm trying to get out to her. And she says, what was that? And I says, well, I said, we're going to have to assume the possibility was a bomb. Okay. People tell you not to say that. But on the other right, hand, you've right, got to right. get people's attention right, right, right. that it's pretty serious. Yeah. And I said, we're going to evacuate right away, report to the, the area for such purposes. Okay, let me stop you there. What, did your uh, firm have uh, some sort of... A Evacuation plan. Oh, they did? Yes. And what was the evacuation plan? To meet at a certain point, okay. depending on where your office was, I got it. you went to a certain area which was located near a staircase. Okay. Okay. Had you and done rehearsals of this? Yes. Okay. You had to, you had to like do fire, fire drills. Drill. Like fire drill. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And that basically was the evacuation thing, yes. which, which was in case of fire, basically. Mm -hmm. All right. So what do you do? You go, where is this uh, uh, place you're supposed to go to? It was roughly uh, 60 feet from my office, so it wasn't a big deal. So I told her to go there right away. Now, are you a big organizational type guy? Yeah. I mean, cause, oh, okay, well, that's good, because I'm just thinking, you know, like when I get on the airplane, I never listen to any of that stuff about, you know, where the thing is, where you can exit and stuff like this. And then as, a, as, a, as they're finishing up each time, I say... Oh, my God, you know, maybe I should have been listening to that just in case. So I'm wondering, you know, you're thinking about this evacuation thing. Did you actually... So I'll give you an idea of my background, okay. which has some association with that. Sure. I, I worked in the private sector and for a major conglomerate, which okay. happened to have a fire ex extinguisher company and fire alarms. Oh. And I was responsible for the corporate office for these oh, things. Oh, all right, okay. And I assumed additional responsibilities when we had difficulties. So I was trained, and I knew what to do. I was okay. not responsible for this building. Okay. But, so I draw that distinction. But I was 
well aware. The other thing I did, and I'm going to address what you just said, is I was responsible for all corporate travelers, and I frequently had to disseminate information. There's 60,000 employees yeah, yeah, for that yeah, firm. Yeah, yeah. And I would have to tell them what contracts to use when they were traveling and it. these yeah, type yeah. of things. Right, right. But I, so intertwined, with that, yeah. intertwined with that were instructions on what you do when you're traveling. Okay. Don't identify your, your luggage to be a corporate and all of these yeah. things. But uh, with that, the, uh, I had a, I prepared a thing that when you check into a hotel yeah. and you get to a floor, first of all, carry a flashlight. I never carry a okay. flashlight. Okay. The second thing is the flashlight. Maybe some matches. Well, but the, <laughs> the flashlight, shoes, and the key were next to your bed. All right. Okay. okay. So this is organization. So we're talking about an organizing case. All right. But there's got to be some people out there that didn't pay, pay attention. And let me ask you this. Okay. When you did your rehearsal, mm -hmm. did you actually go down the stairs and leave the building? No, but you'd go down three flights. Oh, you would. Okay, so you yeah. actually knew where the stairs were and all of that sort of stuff. And so you would actually use those stairs. For three flights. Okay. And then you'd come back up. Okay. Had you ever walked down all those stairs at any time in your, before that day? Uh, no, but I did when I was working in another building in New York. Okay. I had to evacuate a fire in, for, oh, the 49th, for the 49th floor, but that was many years oh, so earlier So you than had that. some experience in this type of yes. stuff, but obviously not on the magnitude of this, but no. you had some experience with evacuating a building. That's correct. Okay. All right. So you go to the, um, the evacuation spot, mm -hmm. which is what? The, the coffee place or something? No. The uh, kitchen or something? No, it was just a hall, the main hallway yeah. near, near that. Okay. You had further instructions when you got outside. Yeah. You had to regroup okay. so you could do a head count to know All who's right. missing. Now, this leads to the second thing. I'm also one of those people that I was like in a movie theater that started the catch on fire, and I stayed in the movie theater while other people are leaving, and I can see, like, smoke over the mm -hmm. screen. I'm like one of the last ones to leave. Are there people that are not that are on your floor that are just not coming to the evacuation area because maybe they think that they don't have to. No, every, or was it that serious that everybody knew, uh-oh? Everybody w was at the right place. Okay. When I got there, yeah. I had a, a colleague of mine, yeah. and I said we should evacuate immediately. Right. That was shot down. And shot said, down? Yes. What it, was his life? The, the comeback was we should wait for the building to tell us what to do. That's and, me. That's me. I'm, I'm that type of person. I, and I pointed out, I said, there's smoke coming from the freight elevator doors. Yeah, right. I said, we got to get out of here. You've seen smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and everything's still vibrating. I, I mean, got it. Just have the problem. Oh, everything's so, still vibrating. Yeah, the floors. You know, it, this is, the building's rocking. Okay, but I'm not so gonna, this, isn't, this isn't something like where I'd still be uh, writing out a memo because... Uh, you know, wait until the last minute. People are not, people know that this is. This is serious. Well, the floor is continually vibrating. And there's people hysterical. Yeah, I see. I didn't know that. I thought that there was a boom, an explosion, and uh, everybody decides, well, maybe they should start up. Go. The floors are still vibrating. Oh, yeah. Those things. Okay. And that would be, I guess I'd be ready to go at that time. And there's people hysterical. And not to get in an argument when he says no the second time. Yeah. I said, okay. Who has the flashlights? Because after the 93 bombing, right. there was no lights in the, in the staircase. Right. And the company 
furnish flashlights. So I, nobody knows where they are. So I said, uh, I, have a I have a personal flashlight. I'm yeah. going to get it. I'll be right back. Yeah. And as I told you, my office was very close to this staging area. And I go out. I grab my jacket, knowing this, there was a small flashlight in there, and my cell phone. Now I'm good to go. Grab nothing else. That's Are you sweating? I couldn't answer that question honestly okay. whatsoever. I don't, right. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, I, but I head back, yep. and there isn't a soul there. Okay. Everybody left. And I said, okay, now what do I do? And having been trained, I know that you don't leave the floor unless you know that everyone is off the floor. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is somebody's going to have to do a head count once you know, you, the, you're downstairs. Right. And the first question I'm going to be asked is, did you check to make sure everyone was out? Bathrooms, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the floor area of one floor in a trade center is one full acre. Pretty Ooh. big floor, yes. That astounds most people. But yeah, that, was that the, does with me, yeah. one acre. By the way, we are talking with, this is Know Your Berkshires, presented to you by uh, Civitan. And we are uh, talking with Jack McDonough and his friend Pete Del Grosso, who both were in the World Trade Center in the North Tower, Building 1, as it's referred. And I'm talking right now with Jack, who lives in Dalton, Massachusetts. He's a member of Civitan. And we're going to be listening to Pete in just a few moments because these two will meet at some point and have never and had never met before. I think that's fair to that say. That is absolutely. Okay. All right. So you've made the rounds and everything like that. And do you now go... I go into that staircase. You Same one. And are you telling this guy uh, we're going? No, no. He they left. Oh, he left. <laughs> they all left. Uh, okay, you know right. that's why I had to now do the sweep by <laughs> I got myself. It. Okay. So uh, and then I go in, and by that by this time, there's a, a back backlog. Everything is jammed. You're talking people. about the stairway. That is there lights in the stairway? Yes. Okay. The lights are fine, but okay. no one's moving. And the place is packed. Are, are we saying like that it's like, uh, by the way, how wide would the stairway be? For how many people could stand to, shoulder to shoulder? Probably three. Okay. And yeah, is, definitely three. We can attest to that. About three people? Yeah. And uh, when you say there's a backlog, you're saying that the stairway is jammed. Jammed, okay. absolutely. And are, uh, so there's no room for pe people. And are, is, at this point, are policemen and firemen going up the stairs? Not, not at, that, at the moment I yeah. enter. We do see that later We're on. We're at about what time now? 9.15 or 9.30 or something? No, not even 9 o'clock. Not even 9 yet. Yeah. Okay, all right. So... Um, so essentially, you're coming into a packed stairway. Are you recognizing people from your firm there? No. Okay. And well, of course, it's a big firm. So yeah. I mean, and, and there's a lot of people above us. Right. That's the problem. Okay. Is, and a lot of people below us is right. the second problem. But so what do you do? Just hang there? Yeah, you're standing there. And Are people actually, crying, yelling, yes, screaming? Yes, and actually that's the role I took was when I saw people panicking. Yeah. I knew it was in my best interest, even selfishly, to do my best to calm them down because, right, because you, you that can't can have that. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's how and I so spent what do you my do? time. And so what types of things did you do to try and calm people down? Um, physical contact, which most people are uncomfortable with, but you walk over to the person yeah. and say, hey, this is going to be okay. 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 You know, we're going to do this together and no one's going to leave you alone and things like that. Reassuring them. And by the way, do you really think things are going to be okay when you're saying that? 
uh, at that moment. Soon after, yes. And the reason for that was when I heard that a plane hit the building, I assumed yeah. it to be a small, small plane. I see. And I was made aware that it was above us. Now, we were talking about this before the show, that the uh, Empire State Building, I think sometime in the uh, late 40s or early 50s, sometime, I think it was in the 40s, mm -hmm. was actually uh, an um, Air Force uh, plane hit the top of the building. That's why it looks different than it does in the King Kong movies. It has a different top. And that's what I was thinking there. But um, So you thought it was a small plane, be kind of a fire thing, and just to get out. And, and what, so, what I would tell the people okay. is, hey, listen, yeah. we know what happened, yeah. and it's above us. Right. So our job is to go down, right. <laughs> and we'll be okay. And that's how you, you, you calm people down, and it did mm -hmm. work. And uh, <laughs> do people start going down one step at a time? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, as soon as we can. In okay. other words, as soon as movement. Some people froze. Was there movement at some point? Yeah, eventually there was. Well, there was a crisis. The crisis develops that in, injured people who were burn victims yeah. now are trying to get out of the building. And these are the people on the upper floor? Yes, and I immediately started screaming down, move right, move right, move right. To and open then, a space? Yes. And, and so and, do people injured come down? Yes, they do. Uh, oh yeah. And people do agree to move. Yeah, because you, you said we have victims mm -hmm. injured. Yeah. You know, we need to get them through. Okay. And uh, the people cooperated. That's the good news about that day. Is yeah. They the, the level did of move. cooperation okay. was supreme. I mean, yeah. uh, people listened. Okay. People moved out of the way. And we got these people down. I think you, you see them later on or, or ahead of me. I don't know which way. But uh, it was... Very successful. Okay, so uh, back again. Once again, my memory's terrible. You were on what floor when you started? 54. Okay, and you were on what floor? 49. 49, okay. So at some point, uh, do you get to the 49th floor? Oh, yeah. Uh, I get to the 44th. Okay. And, and uh, then what happens then? You leave the now, hallway or something? We're now stuck. Oh, I mean, we're not going jam. anywhere for 10 minutes. So it's now another jam. And I sp spoke to a guy who was standing near the door to the to the business floor, and okay. I said, listen, if you promise me you'll stay here to let me back in, should I get locked out, yeah. I'll go looking for another staircase. Okay. And I did that. Oh, looking for uh, another way out. Yes. I got it. I, this was trouble. Uh, I got it, because it, people were just not moving. Correct. And even though I was confident that we weren't in immediate danger, yeah. this is not where you want to stay. Right. So uh, I, I go out on the floor, and I spend quite a bit of time out there. And to give you some idea of what the sky lobby was, it's the 44th floor. Okay. It's the transfer station for all of the upper floors. Oh, for the express elevator. Exactly. Okay. So there's 70 doors yeah. and a lot of smoke coming onto this floor. It's unbelievable. There's nobody there. And usually this is the, the way, you know, it's the throughway of people. To get up to the top of the World Trade Center, then you, you, you wouldn't get a uh, uh, elevator down at the bottom? You could. Yeah. If you were going but to a restaurant, you could go express. Right. If you were between the 44th and the 78th, mm -hmm. I think it is, yeah. you had to catch another transfer at the I 44th. See. Okay. So and what I'm, floor again is this? 44th. Okay. And so what do you do? What do you do? You're, you've got, you go out there and you're looking for another uh, stairway. Right. And there's not a soul out there. Okay. Sm heavy smoke. And I can't find any. Were there two stairways up on your floor where you worked? There was four. Okay. In this, and by the way, 
up on the upper floors, the four are situated in the middle of the building. Yeah. Okay, one here, one here, one here, one here. And what ultimately saved us was there was one on uh, the perimeter oh, okay. of this 44th that I, I didn't see. have any idea about. And how did you find out about it? Well, I was uh, out there quite a bit, and I was really uh, having a difficult time with the smoke. I gave up a few times, and then finally, uh, my last scream, I, the resolve that I'm not going to do this. I can't go any further. And I head back to the stair that staircase. It's because of the smoke, right? And I suddenly hear a voice say, what do you want? And it was like unbelievable. And I ran out to where I could look and I see this faint image of a man. And he says, what do you want again? And I said, I need a staircase free of smoke and free of people. I says, there's thousands of people here yeah. and we're not going anywhere. Okay. He says, I just come out of one when I heard you screaming. And I says, it's empty? He says, yeah. So I says, show me. And he brings me over to the, to the staircase. And I look and I, oh my God, this is it. Okay. And I ran, I told, I thanked him. He went on his way and then I ran back and I tried to get everybody to go. And in the beginning, nobody would go. There's smoke you. on the floor. No, there's smoke on the floor. And right. who am I? Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I said. They're leaving an area that's. Secure. They view is secure. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're asking them to go back and go onto a smoke-filled floor. Uh, and they don't know you. And, right. yeah, I guess I might not have gone with you either. Well, I said, for God's sakes, you're not going anywhere. I mean, you try exactly. to use logic. And I says, I'm telling you <laughs> that 60 feet, you hold your breath and you'll be out of this. And I'm telling you, this is the only way out that I know of right now. All right, now, Pete, why don't you tell us, uh, where were you uh, in, the, in the office building when the plane struck? Uh, I was sitting at my desk uh, with a few of my staff. And, uh, oh, excuse me, one second. By the way, uh, just as an identification, you're watching Know Your Berkshires, which is a program presented to you by the Civitan Club of the Berkshires. And with us today uh, in this show, is a, it's a very special show, we are talking about uh, the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. And we're talking with two people. One, Jack McDonough, uh, who is a member of Civitan, has just been talking. And also uh, Pete Del Grosso, who was also in that building on the day that that uh, plane hit. So go ahead. I interrupted you. Where were you again? So I'm sitting at my desk, and um, as Jack said, similar experience. Uh, you hear a loud explosion. We, we don't know what it is. Uh, before you shook this table, yeah. that's, that's how our desk was. Okay. And I, I, I was never in an earthquake, but it seemed to me that's what an earthquake would feel like. The desk is rattling. What did the uh, sound sound like? After the explosion, the sound, the most incredible thing that we saw from our office space was the debris from the top of the building uh, where the plane, I guess, had smashed oh. into were coming down and the wind was blowing the debris into the windows. So you heard this uh, sound. You could see of this. Yeah, we yeah. could see it. It's almost like confetti coming down and hitting uh -huh. the windows. And again, we, we didn't know it was a plane and we didn't know what it was, but uh, we knew it was serious and we're basically all looking at each other going, what is going on? And you see the debris hitting the window, hitting the window, hitting the window. Yeah. And finally, one of our colleagues uh, from the bank we were merging with came running into our area screaming, get out, get out, get out. Uh -huh. And everybody got up and we, um, me and my staff uh, got, to a stair got to a staircase. So, by the way, did you guys have an evacuation plan? Did you sure. remember that? Of course, yeah. Okay. We, we had evacuation plans. Uh, uh, did you many, follow many that plan? Um, I personally did not grab my flashlight, but uh, <laughs> we were interested in getting out. Okay. Uh, we got to, I got to the, the staircase with uh, several of my colleagues, and somebody turned around to me just as we were getting onto the staircase. Um, Pete, Mar um, one, a nice lady that worked for us named Mary, 
had gone upstairs in what we call the internal staircase, um, companies who had multiple floors right, had would have in, these, internal staircases. Right, would have these law firms make a like small staircase. Place, yeah, and, like um, spiral things or whatever. So I got back off the staircase and I said, yeah. I'll go check for Mary and make sure she's out. I walked yeah. up the internal staircase and when I got up to the 50th floor, I believe, um, there was nobody there, which I then realized everybody was already, you know, evacuated. I didn't How many remember. floors in the World Trade Center, by the way, in the tower? Which, which 110. 110, okay, all right. So I, I could be off on a couple. All right, all right. So then I made my way back to the staircase, but I had lost contact with uh, my colleagues. So yeah. I'm now on the staircase as well. And so like Jack said, um, it's slow. I wouldn't say it's panic yet, but people want to get down. Yeah. And, um, and then you'd start to hear, move to the right, move to the right. And everybody would shift over to the right side of the staircase. And um, you started to see this, the uh, burn victims uh, slowly walking down the stairs on your left-hand side. Wow. Um, basically in shock. I don't remember them in screaming in agony. That's good to hear that people actually moved to the side. Every, everybody yeah. moved over. And, uh, and then you're on the staircase. And, you know, it, it started to get, you know, first, no, in my sense, panic, but... People want to go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's move. Let's move a little bit faster. And and are you move slowly? So, did you have this log jam that he had? Well, at this point, uh, Jack and I try to figure this out because he started above me. Mm -hmm. He he's now in front of me. You know. So by the time well, I got to the, the staircase, same stairwell. we're in the same stairwell. Okay. And um, interestingly enough, t t t ten years later, uh, Jack and I and our wives uh, got together at my home. Mm -hmm. And, again, reminiscing and, and yeah, trying yeah, to put yeah. pieces of the puzzle together. And I said to Jack, the one thing that I can't remember from imagining it, but I remember switching staircases, which we had never talked about in all the times that we've met each other yeah. uh, since that time, about what Jack just told you, what he did on the 44th floor. Okay. And I said, it's unbelievable that, so I'm now behind Jack, and I now switch the staircase myself when okay. I get to that point. And, how do, how and we, do still have, we still haven't met yet. We're, yeah. st we're still just going down ourselves, okay. and we haven't met yet. And how do you meet? Um, I'm coming down the stairs, okay. and um, I start to realize it's uh, more serious than I originally thought because I had a uh, text message type of device, and I texted a colleague of mine in Two World Trade Center. Okay. And I got a message back saying, World Trade Center is history. Get out, get out, get out. Whoa. So, yeah, so uh, that was tough. And When did the so other plane, what time did the other plane hit the we're, other building? We're on the staircase, and the other plane hit about 15 minutes later. So, okay. yeah. Could you hear that? I did not personally hear that. I don't, I don't remember no. feeling it. I don't remember hearing it. But I got the text message, and actually it said, Two World Trade Centers history. Get oh, out, get I out, get see. out. Oh, I see. Okay. And Two World Trade Centers, the other tower. That's right. So now okay. Two World Trade is hit by this time. Yeah. Uh, we're on the staircase. And as I'm coming down... What are you thinking about at this point? I'm sorry. I, I originally... I, I have no idea. I, ju I just know it, we know it's very serious. Uh -huh. We know there's, there's some smoke. There's some water from the... Um, from the sprinkler system. And you've heard something um, that the other tower now is yeah, and, and, uh, and people are starting to get um, a little bit more anxious on the staircase. Let's, okay. let's move a little bit faster. You know, we're, right. everybody wants to go. Uh, the burn victims, uh, it was horrible to see as they're walking by you. And at some point you have, uh, not only you have them coming down, and then finally you start to, see, not finally, you start seeing the firemen trooping up the stairs. They're, they're starting to come and up now, the stairs. And now you're moving to the side to let those heroes come up the stairs right so you want it was incredible were you they know, saying anything as they were going up uh very serious looks on their face but not yeah. saying they didn't want i don't think they wanted to panic people i assume right so they weren't speaking a lot just saying keep going down keep going down 
Yeah. And uh, these guys were fully loaded, you know, with their equipment, and they are marching up those stairs. Um, incredible, incredible, incredible men and women, you know, going up the stairs. And at some point, I'm on a. Um, when you're on the staircase, you can look down and see the next level or the next platform, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lady who had collapsed, and I saw three men helping this woman, and um, it touched me. And I, I, I was, I, I don't know how to explain it, but these three men stopped and they were uh, tending to her instead and, of going down with the other right. people. Yeah. And I, and I sort of said to myself, what would God want me to do? Mm -hmm. And the exact next landing, as I turned that and I start going down again, I saw a gentleman, you know, an elderly gentleman who, you know, in a business suit, but he was leaning against the wall. And basically I could tell right away he was fatigued and mm -hmm. turns out that his legs were basically given out. That oh. he just couldn't he just couldn't go anymore. Right, right, right. So I uh, stopped on that landing and I introduced myself and I said my name is Pete Del Grosso and told me his name was uh, Bob and I said uh, Bob I'm, I'll I'll help you let let's go down together and he told me uh, please go without me he, over oh. and over and I said and I just said I'm not leaving you and uh, let's go together. Well, so, I hope I I would be like that in that type of a crisis. I have no idea how I would be. Uh, whether I'd be one of those ones yeah. somebody would have like to slap or uh, yeah. whatever. I hope I'd be helping. Yeah. So you help this guy down. So I start um, helping him. And uh, what, we're going... his arm over your shoulder or something? Some, something like that. I got yeah. him kind of up. Kind of up and uh, and, <laughs> and I'm help, we're helping each other. Yeah. And, and he's keeping me calm, talking to me. But And he was a very, very unselfish man. He's saying, Pete, just, just go. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, and boy. we would get maybe down one flight and we'd rest. We'd get down another flight. We'd rest, mm -hmm. and you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, we were going down together, and it was, it was getting tough. Yeah. And uh, that's how Jack and I met. Oh. And all of a sudden, I'm resting at one of the landings with this gentleman, Bob. And, and this guy with the flashlights. This guy <laughs> And people are coming down the stairs, and I moved out of the way so yep. Bob could lean against the wall and rest his legs, and I was trying to get a little rest myself. And uh, then Jack came upon us. Yeah, and then Bob, uh, both Bob and uh, Pete tell me, we don't need any help, go ahead. Bob is the senior the guy yeah. you're talking about? And, but he confirms, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. And I said, hey, <laughs> are you not? I'm looking at two fatigued people. He yeah. Carrying them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, oh, you, I, you were literally carrying them? Yep. Oh, okay. helping again. oh give me a break. Uh, okay. You were carrying him. Okay. He's very, he's too I know the way you, I was asking him whether he had his, his arm, he had his arm around and you kind of... Uh, but at any rate, they're, telling, they're okay. telling me to go, and I said, listen, many hands make light work, and I'm going to stay here to make sure that, you know, whatever the resolve is, yeah. it's with maximum help. So that was my introduction to them, and we, I guess we went down another flight or two. Uh, Jack, I'm going to get you a office space at Beacon Cinema building where I am, just okay. in case All right, that's fine. something <laughs> happens there. I think we need you with your flashlight and everything, because... I don't have but, anything like that. But anyway, so you, you agree to help. And how are you helping them? Are you both carrying them, or what are you doing? At that point, I'm lending support. Uh -huh. And then Bob shows that he is defiant. I don't, it's not a good word, but it really was. I'm not going. I'm not going to let you carry me. I'm, you know. I see, I see so what he's saying. There's yeah. defiance there. And yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. Uh, I finally said to Pete, I says, he's got no vote anymore. <laughs> I says, he's, we're taking him. And he, Bob looks at me and with that, I just put my arm around his waist, got under his suit jacket, and got his belt. 
Okay. okay. Then I took his left arm, brought yeah. it across my chest, and I said, Pete, do the opposite. The, where this came from was not any of my training. I've yeah, never yeah. done anything like this. And at that point, we moved down those stairs very quickly. Very quickly. And by the way, everyone that's watching, if you've just come to the show, the stairs we're talking about is the World Trade Center on September 11th, uh, 2001. And uh, both uh, Jack and Pete here are carrying an um, older individual who's not doing physically well and has basically said, just leave me here, and you guys are not. So uh, what, floor do you, what floor did this all begin at? Any idea? My guess is 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I had run into Bob a few floors mm -hmm. above that, so, uh, and then Jack came upon us around the 10th, so I think me and Bob had traveled together a few floors prior to that. I don't think we have a 10th floor in Pittsfield. <laughs> yes, you do. The hotel. Oh, the hotel. That's right. Plaza. All right. So, all right. That's right. Okay. And anyway, I do pay attention okay. when I go someplace. Okay. So. Uh, anyway, so um, do you get them downstairs? Yeah, we get downstairs, and um, you know, just as a reminder, on the staircase, we still don't see the full effect of this plane uh, crashing into the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. So when you get off the stairs. Uh, you sort of everything opens up in front of you, and you can see outside. Is this, is this a big lobby? Big lobby. And by the way, is the uh, uh, South Tower, that's the one that first went down, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Has that collapsed by this point? No, it has what, not. About what time did that collapse? Anybody know? 950 you know, something, I believe. What? 957. 957. What time did you get down to the lobby at? Mm. Approximately. Again, I don't want to hold Just you. before. We exited the building. With, uh, my estimate is four minutes maximum, maybe less, before two comes down. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, I watched two come down outside. Now, this lobby that you're in, where the stairs have now emptied out in two, is this the lobby for the other tower? No. No. Okay. What we're on is what's called the mezzanine. And yeah. It was a walk around, and it exited to the plaza. I see. Okay. And then they go over to the other building. And I'll let Pete tell you the plaza. Right. Yeah, so when we come out that uh, staircase, you can now see into the plaza, and you can see uh, terrible things. Okay. Uh, and is anybody there to take this guy now, or are you still um, got him? At, at this we point, still we still have him at this okay. point. And, um, but it's the first time people can actually see outside and see the destruction and uh, the severity it's, of the whole it's, thing. It's tough, I take it's it tough to say. Police and fire engines all over the place. And, and, and worse. And worse. And things. And, you don't want to know. And stuff, stuff is falling down. That's and right. So we go down an escalator, and now we go into the main uh, World is the Trade Center. working? No. We walk down it, yeah. and we have Bob, and and now the police are lined up. For a lot of firemen at this point, and now our, our, we're trying to get uh, a stretcher for Bob. Okay. Uh, to put him on the stretcher. And, uh, but the, the, you're no longer on a tight staircase. You're now in a wide open area, and mm -hmm. people are now basically running because they finally have some freedom to move a little bit quicker. And uh, Jack uh, finds a, a fire chief. Fire chief, and don't okay. let Jack tell him. And I go back. Uh, we now have Bob against the bakery. Water coming from the ceiling. Water coming from the ceiling, water under our feet. Uh, and Have the fire alarms finally ever gone no, off? No. <laughs> no announcements were ever made. To this day, the guy who told me to wait for the announcement yeah. doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the Bob the, uh, is there with uh, Pete, 
And I said, well, let me stay here and I'll go over and talk to the chief. So I go over and address the fire chief and I said, listen, we, we need a paramedic. And he quickly defines that unless it's an injury, he can't assign a paramedic. And I said, what, you mean the three of us are going to stand there? I said, we're all fatigued. I mean, we've been carrying the guy and I mean, this is bad. So he looks at me and I said, well, call it a descent injury or whatever you have to define it as. I'm, no, I was desperate. No, I know, for another label, so it, it goes yeah. across the bureaucratic rule. But of and, course, you know, of course, he's got thousands of people. And he, he says the criteria for this type of event is this. Yeah, right. And then I said, well, we're going to be over there. And uh, with that, he did something that impressed the living hell out of me. What did he do? He just nodded to where the paramedics were staged yeah. and gave a come over. Oh. And as the guy gets within this stu studio range, he just yells to the paramedic, follow this man's lead and do whatever's necessary. Well, that stunned oh, me to yeah. no end. And the paramedic says, okay, and he, we all go over to where Bob and Pete are. Are you in the outdoors or indoors? No, we're, we're still now inside. below ground. Okay. We're in the, what's called the concourse, and it's below okay. street level. Right. That's where the subways where you would start to go into right, the subway. Right, right, I understand. So uh, as the paramedic gets over, he realizes how much water is over the gurney's wheels. And he's like, would you do me a favor? Well, what, what do you mean? Are you, what, you talking about a number We're standing in ankle, ankle deep oh, water. Oh, I thought it was just kind of wet. Mm -hmm. and so, okay. And he, sa he said to me, would you, would you do me a favor? And I what the hell? <laughs> you know? yeah. And he says, I can't load him here because I'll never be able to move the gurney. Can you carry him to a place where it, the water is less? Oh. And we go, absolutely. And Pete and I take him to another place and it's okay. We get him in the thing. You pick it up from me or I'm having yeah. a little yeah, difficulty. So, so we, uh, so, and again, he's not, he's not having any uh, breathing problems right now. He's just, he's just fatigued. Yeah. You know, he's just fatigued and his legs are just done. Yeah. And, uh, all of a sudden, we're at that point, and we all look at each other and say, okay, nice meeting everybody. Uh, and we decide, uh, we said to Bob, who do you want us to call? And Bob said, please call my wife. And we take out business cards, and he writes his wife's name and phone number. Okay. And uh, we exchange our business cards, and we shake his hand. You guys exchange ones, too? Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how we got in touch a month later. And me and Jack start heading for the door. We get up uh, the day we get to the door. We shake hands. Uh -huh. uh, Jack says to me, you've done a yeoman's job, young man. I always remember he's... Never uh, used that word no. in my entire I'll life. Always, <laughs> I'll always remember he said that to me. I said, thank you very much. And uh, we went in opposite directions. We went in opposite directions. And, uh, and, uh, Had the other tower found, fallen by this time? No. We, we, we just got, we got out of the building, yeah. uh, personally. And what happened I, to you when the, yeah, I, you separate now? Yeah, we separate. And what happens had, to you when the tower falls? I'm actually up by Broadway by the, uh, what they call the east side trains, the four, five, and okay. six. I, I walk up. how many blocks are we? About two, two or three blocks up two, two by Broadway, blocks. two, two okay. blocks. And I turn around and I realize something's wrong. And I decide that I'm going to go underneath the ground. So I go down the steps of the subway. Okay. Um, another... When you say something's wrong, something you hear. I can tell it's about to. You can say it's about to come Could down. Could you hear things? I didn't hear anything. I just went ran down the steps because I didn't really? want to be outside. Yeah. And uh, a train came in from Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I got over the turnstile with another gentleman. We were wet from the sprinklers. Jumped over the turnstile. We, we got over. We the doors opened and I was on a subway. Huh? And people were looking at us on the subway. What what's wrong with these two guys? And me and the other guy looked at each other. 
and we don't even know how to explain it because these people really don't know what's going on. Right, they right. have no idea. And uh, I got to Midtown very quickly, and uh, I got off the train, and um, my wife was home. Did you know that the tower had collapsed by that time? I do not. Okay. I knew it was about, I could see it rambling. Um Did you have a cell phone? I, had, I did not. I had some kind of a beeper with me, like a text message right, type right, device. Right. So did you but call your wife? I got off the subway. Um, what I didn't know, but my wife later filled me in, is that uh, she saw what was going on. Uh, right, because other people are watching this on TV, like course, I was in Springfield. She, she, ran to, she ran to my daughter's schools, uh, took my two daughters, Danielle and Jillian, out of school. Mm. Um, by the time she got back to my house, um, several, several of my neighbors and family were already there. Uh, bit, what, at what time did she know you were alive? She's, she's, um, she's a little bit lucky, my wife, because I took the subway to Midtown. I got to a, a, a payphone and actually oh. called her. Oh, what and time? Uh, she told me the trade center had just come down. Whoa. And do you know what time this was when you talked with her? It's got to be close to 10 o'clock, I guess. Right? Oh. Mm. It's just amazing because, you know, you, could, you think about going to work and, uh, you know, getting a cup of coffee, you get there at like 8.30, and there's a bunch of stuff you're doing, and then maybe getting full gear by 10 o'clock or something like that. And all of this has occurred in a space of about 120 minutes or so. That's right. That's right. And so, Jack, what happened to you? Where did you go? Basically, I got across the street, mm -hmm. across Church, <coughs> Church Street, mm -hmm. at which time I see a, a woman se secretary trying to enter the building. That, that's her mission. And trying to enter the building? Yeah, she's going in to help her friends. Oh, and I okay. said, Charlotte, you can't do this. And I said, we, we, we shouldn't be in the way. Right, We've got to get right, out right. of that's here. And... So, but she's still adamant, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I had to use the technique of putting my arm on her and getting her to walk the way I wanted her to walk, and you I did walk that. Away from yes, wow. and I get her to do that, and we meet another woman well, who's you frantic. Saved your life. I don't know. Uh, well, you kind of probably did. But another woman is frantic, so I agree to help her. Yeah. And I said, Charlotte, can you get home from here, and will you go home from here? And she says, Yes. I says, Okay, let me help this young lady because she was going to go north, which is where I had to go. Okay. I had to go. But, uh, Were you outside when the, uh, the, set, when the first tower I was right on Broadway, right up the street okay. from, the, from number two. Okay. And I had now become aware that can two was hit. That's the first time I knew two was hit. Can you see two, two from where Yes, you were? and okay. it panicked me. Because right. I, when, I, when I'm arguing with Charlotte, to demonstrate the severity of it, I turned around and I said, why would anyone want to go back? Yeah, and then I saw number two on fire, and oh. I just exclaimed, what the hell happened to two? Yeah. And a guy on the side says, that's where the second plane hit. And I went, God oh, almighty. Yeah. I said, Charlotte, we're out of here. And that, that was it. I, I got Charlotte out. And then I, I went up, and I'm on Broadway. Did you have a cell phone, by the way? Yes, but it wasn't working. Okay. I'm on Broadway, and with this woman that I just promised I would get her up to Grand Central Station and get her on a train. It's her first day on the job, first day in New York City, and she's getting married that, that Saturday. She's panicked, hyperventilating and, and everything. And I, I said, well, I'm going to help you, well, you know, whatever. And uh, I just suddenly hear what I think is a freight train off in the distance, yeah. like a whoosh. And I turn around and I see number two 
You stopped see it going up, going up in the air. Okay. Didn't oh, see it right. coming down. Yeah, that's right, right. And I, what the hell is that? And another guy says on the side, he says, it's coming down. You know, and by that time, there's 10,000 people running up Broadway. Right. I mean, and I'm one of them, and I'm running like a, like a kid. And does the dust come over you? I, I outran the plume. Okay. I ran. You cannot believe how I ran. And I deserted the young lady. Well, that's all right. But as luck would, and by the way, when I realize that I'm safe and away from the plume, I'm consumed with guilt. What I did is I turned around, and she's right in front of me, (laughs) face to face, and, you know, it was really... uh, Let me ask you this. Uh, I know your wife is here during the taping. Did did both of your wives know or that you weren't in... Did both of your wives think that you were in the building when it went down? My wife, uh, yeah, my wife had a roller coaster because, as I said, for 13 years I I was in two World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. So when one World Trade Center got hit... Uh, she said the phone was ringing off the hook, my friends, yeah. my relatives, and she yeah. says, he's not in one, he's in two, don't worry. And as she's saying he's in two, the second plane came into two. Right. And very high up where our floors are. Uh-huh. So um, she, she, she didn't know. She's a, she's a woman of faith, uh-huh. and um, she just didn't know. But again, luckily, uh, she got a call very quickly and didn't have to agonize all day waiting for that call. How did your wife find out that you were My wife in the tower? was in Baltimore at oh, the time okay. on a business trip. Oh, and gee, so it's not this easy to be able to communicate. No. And uh, I don't know that we have enough time to get into how it comes about. Yeah. But they know I'm in the building, yeah. and they don't know if I'm out. And they don't know I'm, she doesn't know I'm out until about 1230. Wow. But I used a, a, a contact that I had made in helping this young lady to call my daughter okay. and word got out and part of the instructions was to call Angela in uh, we only have name? a couple of minutes how did you guys get back together um, okay. so that that evening I made my way to our backup site mm-hmm. um, tragically our, our company lost 23 people wow. and um, it was a difficult um, uh, for those families obviously did you know any of the 23 I knew all of them and uh, we were on the phone all night. Um, we were trying to cross off who who we um, who got in, who we knew was out. And at mm-hmm. some point, the list stopped. And yeah. at some point, uh, the list didn't move. So we knew who was missing. And uh, we set up a, a phone for the families. And um, my colleague Bob and I were on that phone all night. But at some point, I actually reached in my pocket and I pulled out Bob's card with his wife's phone number on it. And I realized I forgot to call him. So I, I called his house, and um, the phone was picked up, and nobody spoke. And I knew that the person who was picking up the phone had not heard from Bob yet. Yeah. And I said, my, I told him my name. I said, my name is Pete Delgross. I want to, with, with Jack McDonough, yeah. uh, we carried your husband out of the trade center. And she oh. started crying, telling me she loved me. Um, <laughs> and about a couple hours later, and, and, and Jack, he wasn't home, he wasn't uh, home yet. But a few hours later, I called again around 11 or around midnight to, make, to check up on him. And how we got back in touch about uh, three and a half weeks later on October 2nd, I sent uh, Jack an email uh, to uh, let him know about Bob, that Bob got out, and that Bob's wife uh, told me that she loved us and that the joy in her voice, I told her, was thanks enough for both of us. And I sent him this type of email, and that's how we, we, we got in touch with and us. And you've again. been friends ever since. We have. Well, it's been a privilege having uh, two heroes um, on the show today. 
what that's one of the lessons we learned from 9/11 is is that heroism comes in many different ways, in different places, different times, and in different actions. Uh, you've been watching uh, Know Your Berkshires, presented to you by Civitan, a local organization that tries to help other people and other service organizations. We have a soup fest coming up on March 8th at the Berkshire Hills Club. We hope you can join it because the money will go to help soup kitchens across Berkshire County. Civitan is a, an organization that's dedicated to helping people. We work with the Special Olympics, uh, girls clubs, boys clubs, uh, Little League, all kinds of different organizations. And we want to thank you for joining us and thank our guests, uh, uh, Jack McDonough and Pete Del Grosso, for being here on our show tonight, today, and also for uh, helping people in the World Trade Center. Thank you.